welcome to another episode of um, Scientology Fair Game, the podcast. I think I did an amazing job of that introduction. You did. You okay, did. Good. Hi, Mikey. Hi, Lily. Let's introduce our amazing and impressive guest. Yes. Let's get uh, right I down to that, it. I guess that's my job. And right? It has been your job for 77 episodes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, we have someone from a different area of cultdom. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. Uh, in fact, she coined a term which I rather like, which is commercial cults. Love it. This is what we should name Scientology. I'm actually writing it down. Go ahead. She appeared in the recent Amazon Prime documentary called Lula Rich, which was a fascinating look into uh, multi-level marketing schemes. Uh, she has now become a very outspoken uh, whistleblower about the abuses of MLMs and commercial cults. It's such a pleasure to welcome Roberta Blevins to the podcast today. Hi, Roberta. Hello. Thank you so much, you guys. Hi, this is Roberta. four years in the making, so I'm so happy to be here. Uh, we're happy to have you. And uh, for some of you who, we, there was uh, five seconds before we hit record where we just said hello to Roberta because we're on, um, we could see each other, uh, but you guys can't see us. And uh, she got emotional. So she's not uh, doing cocaine. She does <laughs> not have a cold. She does not have COVID uh, or a variant of. She was emotional when she first saw <laughs> us come on the screen. And um, I, I'm going to ask why. What, what's, what, uh, <laughs> what do we owe this uh, honor of you being? You're going to make it even worse, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> First, uh, you guys saved my life. So that's that. Oh, that's it? <laughs> that's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, well, then let's We're move done. on. Let's so move great. on from this. <laughs> Why don't you take us through how this happened? Yes. Right. So uh, in 2015, I was introduced to a company called LuLaRoe. I uh, thought I did my research, um, but there wasn't anything to find uh, when right. I joined. And what was this? What was this? Why, why were you seeking it out? LuLaRoe is a multi-level marketing company, um, which is like Avon, Mary Kay, Herbalife, Amway. They're everywhere. There's over thousands. There's thousands of them. Okay. And I was a, a young mom who just really wanted to be with my kid. Right. And I'm a hairstylist and I was working out of town, going back and forth from San Diego to Los Angeles. It took me out of everywhere. And um, I just, I needed something to be home. And this opportunity presented itself. Uh, It answered every single question, every single problem, every single concern that I had in my life. I was like, what? This is like the magic answer. Like, this seems too good to be true. Because you could stay home, you could stay home. And and basically this company is, and and you could just tell me if I'm wrong, this company is, uh, they they make clothes, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Like um, casual workout clothes. Leggings. Leggings. Yeah. They make all kinds of stuff. You, you, you explain to me what this, okay, you tell me what yeah. this company is. Give us the sales pitch. <laughs> Ooh, okay, here we go. Uh, yeah, t- tell us what, what, what got you, right? Not the negatives. Tell us what, what was appealing to you. I get this thing. You were looking for something that was allowing you to be home with your, with your child, and you, you wanted something that you can make money and still be a mother and stay home and not do all the traveling. And so what does this company do and say? Give us the pitch. Yeah. So this company came and was like, we're going to, we're going to make your dreams come true. You can have full-time income for part-time work. 
You can be a stay-at-home mom. You can work this business in the little pockets of your time uh, in between all of the other duties that you have as a mother, in between making dinner and, and getting the mail and going to the grocery store and doing all of your motherly and wifely duties. In between all those little downtimes, you could work this business there. And in working that business, you can grow this business and you can make a substantial amount of money for, for basically part-time work. That's that's what they said. Okay. There was a poster that came in every single onboarding package. That's when you join that said full-time work for part-time pay. Ask me how. Every single one. And so I'm asking you, what, what is it? So what is what what is it that you're selling? Tell me what you're So what we're really selling is hope and a dream, but to anybody that's not inside of it, we were selling clothing. So just direct sales, clothing. I'm the middleman at this point. You want a pair of leggings? We had dresses, shirts, leggings, uh, everything, really everything. And they came out with new stuff monthly, probably new styles, new prints. The the hook for LuLaRoe was that every print was completely unique, was made in-house, was a limited run. And so there was only 2,500 of each print. So if you okay. saw it in your size, you had to get it because you might never see it again because it was across gotcha. not only all the sizes, but all the styles. And, and so like, if you saw it, it was like, they called it a unicorn. If you saw your unicorn, you better grab it because gotcha. you might never see it again. And then, so you, so you, Roberta, you would go, you would sign up for this, this package. What is the package? The, the, the sign up. So there were various different packages. When I signed up, uh, I got the biggest package because you got the most free stuff and it was around $9,000. Probably four or five hundred pieces of clothing. Oddly enough, no leggings. Hey, um, which was the original whole point of me joining was like, hey, I could sell leggings in my living room. So easy. Right. So I I order this onboarding package and they're like, wait a second, there's all this scarcity. So you're going to have to go into this group. We're going to call it the queue and you're just going to wait in this line. And it's anywhere from like two to 12 weeks. Okay. Just depending on the scarcity and the product and like how fast we can get people to join. I believe I was in the queue for roughly four or five weeks, six weeks, maybe. So you're waiting, you're basically waiting uh, online, in line, however, uh, West Coast people say, normal people not from Brooklyn. <laughs> what is this phrase, Mike? Is it in line or online? Well, it's, I, I say in line. I say online. I'm, I'm, I'm far from normal. <laughs> Truth. Uh, what do you say, Roberta? Do you say in I line say in line? Yeah. Okay. So you're you're in line, basically waiting for to to give these people your money. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You get in this big long queue, yeah, and you're just waiting for that phone call to say, "Hey, what's your credit card number?" Right, right, right. Okay, good. right. So that yes. So it's exciting when you when you it's get inc- a, when you get a, when you get approved. It's incredibly right? exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It is right. like the biggest hit of dopamine ever. You get that phone call and, you know, every single person would save that number in their phone. is like LuLaRoe onboarding. So you knew when you got that call, it was like, oh my God. And just filled, right. just filled with dopamine. Just so much excitement, so much woo, like rah, rah, sisterhood. Let's do this thing. Right, 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 right. So when you finally got accepted into the group, you then receive boxes and boxes of this, of, of clothing and and then what's the idea that you then have to, you up, you, you upcharge your clients. You, you know, you say, Hey, I have a, a shit ton of clothes in my house and my living room and <laughs> my basement and my garage. And you just sell to people in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So yeah. you, uh, there, there's a, a term called a Lula room. <laughs> we all have our own, our, we have our own language. 
Lula room would be like um, an extra bonus room in your house that you might have that you weren't using, like an office um, or a big closet where you could store all of your stuff and it would be like your in-house boutique. Okay. But then people could come over and shop. So in doing this, they also encouraged you, well, you're going to need racks and you're going to need like a shelf for things and you're going to need like an office. You're going to need all of this stuff. It's Mm -hmm. very important. So they're really at that time, they're really building like the legitimacy that this is a business and this is an opportunity and you're really lucky to be a part of it. And here are all the things. And that's what you're doing while you're waiting for this call. So you're buying racks, you're buying hangers, you're buying all the things, you're getting your room set up. I painted the room. I painted my room like the, one of the LuLaRoe colors. Of course. It was obnoxious. It was absolutely obnoxious. I look back at the time and I'm like, who is that person? Because you were excited. Roberta, in all fairness, you know, you're you're in a cult. You're, 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 they have their own nomenclatures. And this is exactly how cults work, right? They make up their own language. They, you know, they love bomb you, you know, with all promises of changing your life and changing other people's lives. And, you know, I just want to say to you, Roberta, you know, you went into it for the right reasons, right? To be a mom, to be a wife, yeah. to be home, to raise your family and be there for your family. And you thought, I can empower myself and then in turn empower other people, other women to do the same. These are not horrible or gullible or stupid things to want or to get involved in. So, like, I, I don't want you to rewrite that part of your life because you did it for all, because you're a good person. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, you're welcome. Yeah. You know, so I joined and um, here's the term you said love bombing, which is, it happens all the time. You're going to get yeah. a lot of love bombing uh, in MLM. Um, but there's another term that we use in the anti MLM community called swarming. Um, and that is a, basically lots of love bombing at the exact same time. Um, coming from every single angle possible. So when you're in a multi-level marketing company, you have something that's called an upline. That's the person that recruited you. If you decide to have um, a team yourself, you then would recruit people and you would have a what is called a downline. Mm-hmm. Um, and then anybody that is on your team that is not on your, like that is lateral to you. So it, you would have the same upline that that's your team. And they, and you make money off of the money they're making. I don't make money off of the lateral team. I make money off of anybody that's below me. Well, on your downline. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, but you're going to get love bombing from everywhere. So if I'm having a bad day, like my upline is going to love bomb me. My lateral team is going to love bomb me. My downline is going to love bomb me. Everybody around me. So it's not just like a little bit or like a one-on-one here with this in that love bombing scenario. And I think that's why a lot of people get sucked in so fast because there's so much love from every angle constantly. And who doesn't want that? Right. Especially when you're like, <laughs> I want to join something for a community. Yes. And then you instantly get community. You're and instantly you're getting added. moms. You're getting people who are in the same situation as yeah, you who absolutely. understand some days you feel like shit and you're a horrible mother and you're a horrible wife and you got, you know, people who are like, nah, been there. Yeah. Understood. Don't try to do everything, you know, and it gets into it, it. It become a family. Absolutely. Because they're all like, so all in, even yeah. if you have any sort of like, this was weird. Like it's, there's, it's always like, oh no, it's okay. That happened to me. You're all right. You know, that's part of business. Just all of these like platitudinous buzzwords and like sure. thought terminating cliche type stuff when you have right. any sort of legit. And is it concerns. a perfect system? No, but you know, who's right. perfect. Right. Something in LuLaRoe they said all the time was like, we're a baby company. 
Um, <laughs> so just assume innocence. And I'm just like, what? And like it's growing, it it's growing pains. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Seven years yeah. later, still, still a baby with growing pains, huh? Okay. Right, right. So when you get your package, like, just take me through it a little bit. You so then what happens? You're doing well. It's it's obviously ha- tell tell yeah. us tell us that. Like what Mike said. You know, like I, I remember when I was writing my first book, Mike, Paul Haggis said to me, Could you do me a favor and please say, like, I want the first five chapters of your book, Leah, to be selling Scientology because I'm so tired of people saying, how stupid are you? He's like, I want people to be like, maybe I should sign up for Scientology. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Just, yeah. Don't seem like a gullible fool who's just going to fall into the clutches of a cult. Right. And you're like, thanks. I guess I wasn't. <laughs> I was having an off day that day. Okay. Right. 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 <laughs> so, so how, tell us how great it went. It was great, right? So here's the funny thing. I was uh, I was camping with my with my family and my friends, and I was like, this is probably gonna be the last vacation I have for a while. And I was camping, but I still wasn't even enjoying my camping because I knew the package was coming. Right. And there was no service at the campsite. So every day I would drive to the top of this hill where there was service and I would check my email. Like that's how obsessed I was at this point. Right, right. And when I got that email that day that was like, you have a package coming today, I like drove down to the campsite. I was like, I'm leaving. And I packed everything <laughs> up and I left. I left my daughter there with my mom. She's like, I'll bring her home. And I was like, cool. Bye. And I left. <laughs> what a great mom. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> and I left and I got there and I'm, there was like nine boxes outside and I'm dragging them in and I'm so excited. I'm opening them up. And I was just, it felt like Christmas times a thousand. Right. It was the wildest because it, I didn't know what was in there. I only knew right. I got like this many dresses, this many pants, whatever. But it was like, it was everything is, is limited edition. So every box is a surprise. Every single box. You're like opening them up and you're like putting them on the hangers and making your room oh, cute. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. Like totally. Yeah. I was like, I'm a business owner. Like it was amazing. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. Uh, you know, and then I was like, once it was done and I was good, it, it took me a couple of days to get everything like ready to go. And then I had my launch party. I had it simultaneously like in person and online. I think it was like one right after the other, just so I didn't double sell anything. Yeah. I want to say I made like $6,000 in the first week. Wow. And I was like, okay, like, all right, here we go. We're probably still at a deficit. Cause at this we are point still it's still at a deficit. Cause right now it sounds like you put in like 15,000 other than the nine, yeah. you needed the racks, you needed the shelves, you needed the cuteness. So I don't, I don't know, but I'm just Absolutely. saying. Absolutely. I would okay. say probably uh, because I also then, because I didn't get leggings, I had to order additional leggings right. and I had to go to consultants that had them that were willing to sell them to me at wholesale. So right. not only was I getting leggings that nobody wanted, but like they were old that no right. one could sell either. Right, right, So right. And I was like, thanks for your, you know, crap you can't sell. Thanks, I really appreciate team. it. But at the time you were like, awesome. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at the time, I'm like, they're so supportive. <laughs> and they're going, finally, I can get rid of these crappy like peanut leggings nobody wants. Um, <laughs> right, because their 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 husband or their wife or their their partner was saying, you know, so this is a waste of fucking money, right? So like, right, get rid yeah. of them, and then finally they were able to report. I finally sold these fucking leggings to somebody. <laughs> I got that, my money back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would say probably probably close to thirteen to fifteen, somewhere in that yeah. range. I don't know. All right, so you made six back. All right, so then what? Happened? I made six back yeah, almost yeah. instantly, and I was like, I can do this. But what they tell you is. Well, now that you sold all that stuff, you're going to have to reinvest it because now you need to buy all the stuff that you just sold. 
Right. So I was like, well, yeah, okay. So I, I made three, but not really. Okay. Right. This is confusing. Like who can explain this to me? And should I be setting set aside money for taxes? Like how much is that? And how do I right. do this? Like, I'm not a business person. Like, <laughs> right, right. you know, you said you'd hold my hand. So like, right, what, right. what do I do? Yeah. And like the advice that I got was you're going to want to open up four different bank accounts. Oh. One is going to be for, and I was just like, wait a second. No, that's wild and crazy. Um, uh, it was, it was horrible. But every time I had like legitimate questions, a lot of times it was like, we'll just set that aside. Like we'll figure it out. Just keep selling. Right. So I'm selling, selling, selling. People are just coming out of the woodwork about LuLaRoe because right. everybody's posting it on social media. Like it's everywhere. It's flooding Instagram. And I have tons of people coming to me being like, are you selling this? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh my God, can I come over and go through your stuff? I really want to buy stuff. People are coming over spending $600 at a time. Right. Wow. Like help me pick out outfits. I need outfits. I'm going on vacation. Like just coming over. Like I got paid. Can I come by? And I was like, sure. It was incredible. Right. Uh, and people are, are joining. People are messaging me going, I was going to, I want to join LuLaRoe. And I, I heard that you were selling it. I want to join your team. I recruited, but I never actively like went out and looked for people. They came to me and then I sort of gave them the pitch. But yes. let's be honest, they were already sold when they oh, came. Of to course. Me. Yeah, yeah. I was groomed before I even thought about joining. But, but again, Roberta, you believe in this, even though yeah. there's some things along the way, you're kind of like, yeah, like why well, get caught up in all this? Like I'm seeing actually money come in. I'm seeing people happy. I'm seeing people. Like they're coming to me. This you're you're not seeing anything that should be setting off right an alarm uh, to me anyway. I don't know to you, right. Mike, but it doesn't seem like anything is bad about this. Mike, what do you think? Uh, you're completely right. This is yeah. like early days in Scientology. Yeah, yeah. where like the best. everything seems like oh, there's a whole bunch of nice people. They're all so supportive. This seems sensible. Yeah. It's making sense. I'm getting some uh, this, like, I feel better having done some TRs or whatever. Like, that that introductory phase yes. of getting you hooked is very, very similar in regular religious-style cults and commercial cults. Yes. Either, yes. either way, it's the same thing. You yeah. gotta get them in in like convinced that this is a good thing, and then invested. Yes, yes. yes. And uh, MLMs love to use um, a form of marketing called FOMO marketing, which is an acronym for the fear of missing out. Right. And so right. basically, you're just living your most inauthentic best life on the internet, right? So that people are drawn to you. Right. Like an influencer. They're trying to look like influencers. So you're like, sure. oh, this is a legitimate influencer. The difference here is an influencer is going to work with many, many brands and do many, many things. Whereas an MLM influencer is really only going to be focused on like the MLM brand. Right. So that's a lot of times people go, but this person, I'm like, nope, she's good. This person right. is an MLM person. This person's fine. Right. But that's the whole thing, right? It's legitimacy. Like we want to look legitimate so that if you have any questions, like we look legitimate always yeah. like we're right. doing legitimate things. But we're this, showing but, things. But at this point you are right. Like at yeah. this point you're, you're, you Roberta yourself. You, yes. You're knowing that you're the, the, the thing that's being sold to you is it, uh, financial independence so that you're, and you're seeing that these things are true, right? Like yes. the same thing, Mike in a cult, right? Like in an air cult, you know, this is why it's hard for, for, you know, that the line that they use is like, 
look, I don't need, you know, enemies of my religion saying I'm not getting help. Right. MLMs do that too. Exactly. Like everything is because of the MLM, right? Of course. Everything, anything good is because of the MLM. Anything bad is your fault. Is your fault. Correct. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. And that's an abusive relationship. So- yeah. And so a lot of those a lot of those little abuses I didn't really pick up on. They were mini red flags that I probably had. I paid attention. I would have seen all the little mini red flags and would have made up one big red flag. But growing up um, and having abusive relationships in my past and like growing up in different abusive situations, those things were commonplace to me. And the way that people said things are passive aggressiveness sure. or like love bombing was normal. And so I just sort of ignored it and was like, OK, like that's just somehow so some people are and right. just moved on. Right. Um, so as time goes on, I'm, I'm growing. I, I, I think at the height, I had um, 75 women underneath me. Wow. I'm selling. Um, I'm making, made back my money. I'm in the green. Yeah. I'm getting bonus checks because I have this big team underneath me. Everything was hunky dory. Everything to me looked great. And then bigger red flags started showing up and they weren't like culty red flags. They were just like, if you were a legitimate business, you would be concerned about this type okay. of flags. And that's what made me go, well, that's weird. Like receiving wet leggings, moldy leggings, stinky leggings, and the company being like, could you send us a picture? And I was like, I don't understand how to take a picture of stink. Like they are wretched. <laughs> how do I take a picture of this? It literally smelled like death. And I'm like, right. what is happening? And they're like, yes. that's so weird. It's never happened before. And then it happened again. And I was like, why am I the only one this is happening to? And it was always right. like shut down. Right. It right. happened so many times. And it's something that Again, you, you, you're doing, something you did, something right. you're lying about. Yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> My favorite blame was I got a box and I opened it up and there was a very heavy package. And I was like, why is this package of leggings so heavy? Yeah. And then I looked at it and I noticed there was condensation in the package. And I was like, these are wet. These are soaking oh, wow. wet. I right. pulled them out. I, wring, I was wringing water out of them. Disgusting. And I was like, what, what is going on? And so I emailed, I said, I just got like wet leggings. And they were like, it's probably UPS. UPS probably left that box outside. And I was like, the box has no water damage. <laughs> Nothing else inside the box is wet except for this one package. So I'm not sure how UPS and did it's that. in plastic wrap right, inside the box. Sealed. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, UPS did this? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so little things like that were these little red flags and they just sort of stayed in the back of my mind. But again, like I was making money. I was successful. I was growing. I was seeing it happen. And I didn't notice those red flags for at least a year, like really to actually be like, wait a second. I had a good first year, but now my eyes are a little more open. Yeah. And there's some really fishy stuff going on. Right. Like what's happening. And this was like early 2017. And there was like a policy that had come out where like everybody, um, if you were unhappy, they were going to do this hundred percent buyback. I think it came out in like April and they're like, we're going to do this buyback. It's a risk-free option. And I think what like home office and the executive team was thinking is if we give people this option, they don't, they won't want to leave because people exactly right. Right. If we say we will give them their money back a hundred percent. Yes. Two things will happen. The people on the fence that are thinking about leaving, they won't leave because they right. have a safety net. Yes. The people on the fence thinking about joining will join because they have a safety net. Mike, wouldn't you have? I listen for people who were in my position, if they would have just given me my money back or said, listen, you could talk to whoever you want. You could say, read whatever you want on the Internet. 
You could be connected to your mother and father or sisters who are not in Scientology. You know, Scientology could be very successful. Without the deception, it could actually be a good thing. (laughs) And and you know what's coming, Leah. Just like Scientology, the blanket promise that you get your money back 100%. If you're dissatisfied, we'll give it right back to you. It's our policy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Ron Hubbard said to do it, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as you ask for it, eh, eh, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Right. That's what I thought when I was watching this. I was like, you know, I literally thought I was going to watch a documentary about some fucked up multi-level. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, what the fuck? I think I even texted you, Mike. I was like, (laughs) you did. What the fuck? I know. Yeah, I know. It's wild, right? So so they say, everybody calm down. Right, everybody calm down. It's totally good. We're going to give you the money back for the, the, the moldy, wet clothes. So what happens? Everybody's like, great. Where do we sign up? Right. So a lot of people on the top were like, this is an incredible opportunity. Like anybody on the fence should definitely join, especially if you were like worried. This is a risk free opportunity. Yeah. So tons of people join. And it's 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 a very odd thing to use this as a risk free opportunity when it's just like, hey, we realize we (laughs) fucked up. And here's your money back. Like, what right, but just, never actually yeah. saying we fucked up because oh, they're narcissists. Right. So instead of saying it, they're like, we're just going to create this policy. And maybe people read between the lines. Right. So two things happened, right? All of those people on the fence that wanted to join joined. And then all of those people on the fence that were like, I think I want to get out. were like, this is my sign. And they left. And there was a mass exodus starting in April. And it was wild. My team began to crumble. But wait. Did they not give the money back? Well, like when you well, guys we'll get there. Oh, okay. We'll get there. okay. Because there's now there's another queue, Leah. Okay. Now there's the get your money back queue. Gotcha. Yes. So people are leaving and there's this ridiculous, arduous process. You have to do this. You have to do this. You have to be in this particular packaging. Like it was so much work that it was really like only the really serious people would probably do this. And a lot of people are like, it's too much work. Like, I'll just sell it on like Mercari and eBay. Like, I don't care. I'm getting out and I'll just, a lot of people did that, which is why there's you a see lot of so people much in, in the market in the for stores. moldy leggings. I mean, I know <laughs> lots of people who would just jump at it. The, they're $5. I mean, who wouldn't want moldy leggings right. for $5? <laughs> so, you know, like everybody's leaving. My team is crumbling and I start to ask questions. Because at this point, I'm like, well, this is not a legitimate business. What is happening? Because up until this point, I had been running it as a legitimate business. I had been making money. I had been leading a team, doing all of the things that I'm supposed to do. And I thought running it properly. Yes. And then all these things start to happen. And I start to ask questions. And that's the problem there, Leah. That's, That's what happened was I asked a question. I asked too many of them in a row that could not be answered without exposing that this is a gigantic scam. Um, and so then I started getting really heavily love bombed, like buying me things. They gave me a free cruise. They're like, do you want to come on the cruise? I know you didn't earn it, but like, it would be so fun. And this was right after I had started having concerns. Right. 
And I went on the cruise because it was a free trip to the Bahamas and it wasn't free. It cost me $3,000. Like you pay taxes on those. I can't. You pay airline, you pay travel, you pay food, everything. Like it's literally like we give you what the most basic cabin. free? Roberta, could you, why don't you just tell me the shorter list? What was fucking free? <laughs> the entry onto the boat. Gotcha. And <laughs> the bed that I slept in. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that, my love. Go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So all these things are happening and I'm like, I'm living my best life. Like, I'm just going to continue to ignore this. But then I yeah. got on the cruise and I, it was a cult cruise. It was incredibly <laughs> culty. Um, I realized at the time, I don't want to go up to any of these meetings. Why are we having work meetings on a cruise, like on a vacation? You say this is a vacation, yet every morning there's a meeting and every afternoon there's like a, a conference with some other leader that's talking about something else. And every evening there's a party. And assuming these are not optional. Well, I mean, I don't know if they were strongly suggested highly uh, that you show highly, up. Yes. Highly suggested. <laughs> yes. Highly recommended. Yeah, 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 yeah. What were the themes? Let's hear some of the themes, Roberta. I think it was like a 70s night. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I didn't go to any of them, to uh-huh. be perfectly honest. I was like, nope, because that like that first day or two was so culty that I decided. I don't, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm just, I'm literally going to treat this as a vacation. And I left the boat every single time I could. I spent all my time on, on the islands Good for you. Sw- swimming with turtles and all kinds of stuff. So I was like, this is a vacation. <laughs> like I'm taking it. And that was really, I think the crux of me being like, what is going on here? Yeah. Was that trip? Uh, well, I actually approached a friend who had lost a significant amount of weight. And I was like, you look amazing. And she offered me uh, the opportunity to go to Tijuana with LuLaRoe and uh, get weight loss surgery with them. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Um, <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to exit stage left. Is, and this I part left. Of, is, is this part of like the new sales? Uh, uh, it was wild. And I, I was hearing things in the back, in the back, like, well, if you want to be, you know, like you want to be an educator in the company and you want to speak on stage, like Deanne really likes you to be a size medium or smaller. So if you can't fit into a medium, like we can take you to TJ kind of thing. Yeah. I know probably at least eight people that had that surgery. Not me, but I I know, I know several people, including the owners of LuLaRoe and most of the like executive team. And she, and they paid for this. No, 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 no. Of course not. This is how it works. just gave the introduction. Okay. This is how it works. Okay. You ready? Weight loss surgery. Very quick without any like, therapy or classes or anything or that you would need like anything that you would need prior well you started with Tijuana uh. right so anything that you would need mentally prior for this sort of stuff out the window mm-hmm. you PayPal Deanne who's the owner of LuLaRoe the, the blonde one you PayPal her sister who works at the TJ facility you PayPal her $5,000 she takes her thousand dollar cut mm-hmm. and she forwards the remaining four thousand to the doctor and then they put you on the list and then you get yourself to corona which is where LuLaRoe is is um centered that's in orange county well it's actually not orange county it's like riverside and in, inland empire area but in that area um and then you hop on the private jet and you go down to tj in fact one of the photos in lula rich that's like all the people on the airplane that's where they're headed in that photo is TJ. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So they're, so now they're body shaming you. Yes. But here's the thing that's crazy. 
We carry extra, extra small to 3X. And we claim that we're a body and size positivity inclusive company. Sure. But they want their representatives to. But on the back end, you got to be a medium and you should probably get weight loss surgery. And they're shaping, they're shaming you guys into being, you know, one through three X uh, and telling you you can't be that size. Right. But, but definitely sell to the people who are the right. size. But yes. don't look like. Don't look, don't like, look them. like them. Yeah. Yes. Sell to them. Yes. Right. So yes. That, that that was was like. Right. Yeah. It was like the first instance where I was like, what is happening? It's so culty. <laughs> really like the back of my head. And here's the thing. I was a huge fan of Aftermath. Huge. DVR in it all the time. I'm friends with Jenna. Hell. I, oh, I thought you were going to say Elfman. I was like, ooh, that's a rough one. That's a rough one. <laughs> I know that. Like, I, I was fully involved in understanding in cult tactics, sure. I thought, in yeah. the nature of things. So I didn't notice it until I noticed it. But once I right. noticed it, I was like, Something is off. You couldn't right? unnotice. Yes. I couldn't unnotice that something was off. Right. And then it was always in the forefront of my head. And yeah. um, other things happened that were weird. And I just, I started to realize that this was like, obviously like a big scam and I couldn't be a part of it anymore. And I was talking to my friends that had left and they were like, I don't even know why you're still there. And I was like, the stress, my children are like, mom, do you have to do this? Like my stepdaughter and, and, my, and my daughter were like, can we just go swimming? Right. Can we just go swimming right now? And I was like, I have to take all these photos. My kids are like, what are like, it's hot. Let's go swimming, please. And I'm like, stop it. I have to do this. And I'm just like, who am I? Who am I? What am I becoming? <laughs> you just remind me so much of myself presently. No, but pre I wish I could say, you know, that was me in the past. But like my 17 year old will come in and ask me a question. I'm like, I'm in the middle of fighting a $3 billion call. Sophia, excuse me. <laughs> My daughter uh, will will do live chats and stuff sometimes, or I'll have my podcast and things. And my daughter will, she knows, and she's all about it. And she'll sneak yeah. her head in and she's like, oh, are you recording? And all of a sudden she comes up behind me and she's like staring into camera. She's like, hey, what are you guys doing? I was like, get out of here. <laughs> but she's also the kid that like went to the producers when they were in the house and she goes, can I be in, in Lula Rich too? And they're like, sure. And so they yeah. filmed her like riding her uh, bike or something. And the, I mean, she, she's awesome. just that kind of kid. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they were like, mom. And I was yes. like, okay. Right, so right, I started right. taking some time off. Yeah. And then there was some internal stuff. Like things were happening. They changed the buyback policy, right? It took them about six months. Okay. There were all these people that had left. They were in this queue trying to get their money back. Everyone's saying, I haven't gotten my money back. Where's my check? They haven't sent me a check. People were waiting six to 12 months for their refund checks. Wow. LuLaRoe gave out over $50 million in refunds before they decided in September to <laughs> the buyback policy is done. They literally had a meeting like three or four days prior or whatever it was with like the main leaders. Yeah. And they were like, the buyback policy is not going anywhere. Please like assure all of your teams that we're working so hard and you know, they can join. It's not going anywhere. Like just have trust in us and faith in us and assume innocence, blah, blah, blah. We're a baby company. Right. Right. And then like three days later on like a Friday at like five, we all got an email saying, sorry, buyback policy is effectively no longer. Um, no one will be grandfathered in. If you do not already have the shipping labels we've sent you, you're SOL. Right. Sorry. Have a great weekend. Bye. <laughs> And everyone was like, what? And that was actually the day that I decided to leave was that day. But I, I had decided like several hours before this email came out. So that was just like 
more proof yes, that right. I made the right decision. I was like, right, they right. just did this. That set me off because there was a lot of people that was on my t- that were on my team that were waiting in that line that had not received their their uh, shipping labels. And so that broke my heart because there was still that little bit of like, I know I got them into this, but they're getting out 100 percent. Right, right. And that got taken from me. And I was like, no, like, right. no, I felt so devastated. I mean, I had girls coming to me that were friends of mine that were on my team that were like, Roberta, um, I'm like three months behind in my mortgage. I said, what? They're like, well, I, I needed to buy more LuLaRoe because the new stuff was coming out. And I thought if I bought it and I got a really good box, I could sell it all and make my money back. And then I could pay last month's mortgage and this month's mortgage. And I was like, stop buying LuLaRoe and pay your fucking house payment. And it was at that point where I was just like, what is happening? Like, what are people doing? Like, this is not a business. That's what I'm thinking. This is not a business. And I joined this group, this is Facebook group um, that was a bunch of ex-LuLaRoe consultants and, and victims of LuLaRoe. And I joined it. I spent the first week in there just crying, just reading these posts and crying, going, oh my God, like. It's real, right? It was, it's real. I'm not crazy. Right. That's the thing. That's the thing. That was it. I was like, yes. I've been gaslit. Yes. Almost two years. And doing it to yourself. Everyone had moldy leggings. Yes. Everyone had the dead fart leggings. Yes. Everyone (laughs) had the holy stuff. What? They're like, they told me it was only me too. And I was like, like, there was so much confirmation in there of me being like, okay, I'm not crazy. This is totally a thing. Like, this is wild. And it it got, I got so emotional and I said, I need to just take a week off. I just need to sign off and just, just spend time with my family. And um, my ex-husband, again, we were amicable and we did not divorce because of MLM. Uh, but at the time he goes, hey, did you know um, there's a new aftermath on the DVR? And I was like, fuck, I need, I need me some Scientology aftermath. Like, it has been a week. Let's see what, who is, what's going right, on. Right. And it was a survivor episode. Mm-hmm. And everyone was sitting around on the couches, those curved couches. And there was all kinds of people. Like the Headleys were there. All these people. And everybody started giving examples of fair gaming and gaslighting and love bombing in Scientology. And every example that they gave, I had an example for LuLaRoe, whether it happened to me or someone I knew personally. And I'm sitting there and I'm just completely filled with like all of the emotions, rage, anger, sadness, like everything. And I have hot tears just pouring out like I'm not even controlling it and I'm shaking uncontrollably and Charlie looks over and he goes what is going on and I, I look at him I go I'm, I'm in a fucking cult right and it was like hi and I said it out loud and I was like oh my god that's what this is and I thought back to like talking to Jenna at length and watching aftermath and uh, and, and just following you guys because I was so invested in how is this even a thing and i was just like holy crap lula rose a cult right and then i started talking about it and people were like yeah oh my god and i started talking to other people and they were like it's not just lula rose you know like all mlms like are like this i was like no really so then i started researching just mlm in general because once i got out of like okay this is (laughs) I'm in a mini cult underneath an umbrella cult. This is fun. Um, And I started digging and I started asking other people on Reddit and Facebook and all these places. I had all these accounts and I'm just talking to people and 
I just kept coming back to this is a cult. This is a cult. This is a cult. And then I found Stephen Hassan. Mm-hmm. And I read the bite model and I cried. Yeah. And I was like, I have way more than four examples underneath, underneath each of these. Like, and then it, sometimes I would read them and I'm like, no, that's not me. And then I would think about it. It would stay in my head. And like three or four days later, I'd be like, wait a second. No, yeah. Time manipulation, sleep deprivation. Absolutely. Like right. I was on zoom calls all the time. I was on meetings all the time. I was watching YouTube video trainings all the time. All I was doing. Just, just unindated, just cult rhetoric over and over and over and over again. Anytime I had a genuine concern, I think back every time it was my fault. I remember my sister being like, Hey, shipping time is kind of like, taking a while. Like I've got this thing coming up. Does anybody know, like, has anybody gotten a box recently? It it doesn't even look like my box is shipped and I just need to know what I need to do. You know, in case she needed to reach out to other people and get inventory somewhere else for this party she was having. And she just posted that comment. That is not a negative comment, but it was deleted for being negative. And then I got a message saying I needed to control my sister (laughs) because she was being so unbelievably negative. And there were people in that group that had not yet onboarded and were still in the queue. And if they saw that shipping times were taking too long, they might not want to join LuLaRoe. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And I I remember thinking and being like, okay, I'll talk to her. Like thinking, oh, okay, I get it. But then in my normal, rational mind, thinking back and being like, why was she censored for having a question about when her box was going to show up? Mm -hmm. That's not negative. That's a genuine business question. But here's the thing. Any business, any... uh Religious organization, uh, you know, excluding Scientology because they're they are a cult, but real churches, real businesses, real relationships should be able to withstand some criticism. Absolutely, they should understand that we are not perfect, right? Like, you know, as 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 fucked up as some uh, churches might be in their beliefs, they at least admit these are our beliefs. You don't like it? Don't be in our church which is what a lot of these places, uh, cults and uh, churches pretending to, you know, cults pretending to be churches. This is the game, right? Is anything that you say that is, that is critical of us, we will deem you an enemy. We will see that you have, you know, issues. We will make it about you, that you are such a negative person. You can't see the greatness before you and <laughs> that bullshit with the grace, you know, like, be gracious about, you don't need yeah. to be gracious about things that are destroying people's fucking lives. Like there's no yeah. grace given in my book to child molesters, to people who hurt children, mm-hmm. to people who hurt women and, 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 and are taking, stealing from people, manipulating people. Like there's no grace given. Sorry that that's me. I call all of that. their platitude and bullshit. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what it is. I'm like, right. Quit, stop. Right. No, I don't care. Right. So you, so what was the final, uh, your sister is, you know, getting screwed as well as the many people that you got in. And, you know, that's the reason why, you know, Mike and right. I do what we do. Right. Cause right. you know, we promoted it, we supported it. We got people in, we kept people in and, uh, you know, this is our, uh, way to give back. Right. Yeah. And so what was the final, what was it? What was the thing that did it? I think just me realizing I had been lied to for so long and like every single legitimate question I had, every single legitimate concern. I mean, I even brought up concerns like, hey, like, 
we could improve this or we could do this way would make it so much better. Like, because I was in a leadership role and I got to go to these events and talk to, I was close with the home office team. I knew Deanne personally. And so to talk about these things and have it been like, "Mm, okay, well, we'll think about it. And like the next time it happened, it was a problem again. And I'm like, but I, I like, why are we not fixing these problems? So it was just, it was just so much, right. It's like, I don't know if there was really one straw that really did it other than like me waking up. Yes. It was a series of things. uh, And then once I realized it was a cult, I was like, and we're done here. And I, I just knew here's the thing. Like when I joined, when I left MLM and I found the quote unquote anti MLM community back in 2017, it was a very kind of vicious. There was a lot of vitriol. There was a lot of hate and there was a lot of meanness. Uh, I felt like there was two people. There was either the people that were in multi-level marketing and I'm an idiot for leaving because it's the way of the future or the people that think I'm an idiot because I was in multi-level marketing and I deserved what I got. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'm a victim. Like, no, like I did everything and I was successful and I still got fucked right. like mentally. And when I left, I was excommunicated. It was horrible. I, I had anxiety attacks, PTSD, the whole, the whole thing. I'll always love you. I'll always be here for you. I was like, thank you so much. That's important. Blocked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's a lying fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Fuck it. yeah. Still You're like, talk oh, shit about oh, me. Oh, what happened to the, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just just like you, they still talk shit about me. It's so eye opening. And it's it, I, I say eye opening. We're laughing about it. Thank God. But I understand at the end of the day, uh, it's still extremely painful. You know, yeah. I, I was I was looking at a note that I had written myself uh, and I and I won't get into too much about this. But I, I one of the lines that I wrote is I uh, miss my dad, you know, and the last thing my dad ever did was do a hate video about me for Scientology. And uh, I miss my friends, you know, that I knew for 35 years. Right. Like and I hated to write that. I I, and I even wrote I hate myself for writing this. I hate myself for being sad. Like I I, like I literally felt felt like a loser, like that. I would even feel these feelings for people who have left me. Right. You know, Like I didn't leave you. Right. You you chose this over me, you know, like. Yeah. I left a company. I didn't leave yeah. you. <laughs> but Leah, that's a quality of a good person. Well, that's what I thank you. That's what I'm saying to her because it I we say that you know like we we talk shit, right? Like in these moments sometimes, but but ultimately I know that she's living with a lot of pain because yeah. these people she considered another family. You know, and maybe she didn't know them as long as we did. And maybe they're not real family. Like, you know, with you, Mike, like your daughter, they're not blood family, but they certainly become a big part of your life uh, in our cases, you know, and you really lost family, Mike, like your mother and and your mother said she's ashamed to call you her son and you're doing the right thing in the world. Yeah. These are heartbreaking things. And even though we could stand back and go, they're fucked up, they're brainwashed, still your mom. Right. It's still your daughter and yeah. your son. You know what I mean? It's it's it hurts. Yeah, and the and the fact that it apparently does not hurt them yes, like it hurts is, us. Yes. Is simply a reflection of how heavily the indoctrination occurs. Yeah. Because that's not inherent. In those people 
Right. That's not in that was not inherent in my mother. It's not even it's probably more inherent in my daughter just because of how she's grown up, but it certainly wasn't in my mother. But in the end, she sort of subscribed to the Scientology mantra of no sympathy, no regrets, certainty of the future, blah, 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 and kind of goes, oh, I'm done. And Mike's not really my son anyway, because he was somebody else's son. He'll be a son. He'll be a mother next lifetime to me, maybe. You know, like that. that's the way they think. Right. Yeah. But that, yeah. that feeling of loss and and regret over loss is something that that is hammered into you to not have feel as a part of the cultic organization. Right. So the very fact that you have that is a good sign, in my view. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. And and same and and I, I don't know if you're saying that to me or both. Yeah, I'm saying it yes. to every, to anybody or yes, everybody good. who good, has good. that yes. emotion because I know exactly what you you're saying, Leah. It's like, oh, I almost feel ashamed that I miss uh, yes. the friendships that I had because those yes. people are still in the cult. Well, yeah. oh. they don't care. Yeah. I mean, luckily, um, when I decided to leave, I, I told my sister, I said, look, I, I just can't do this anymore. I'm leaving. And she's like, why? And I just said, I, I can't do this anymore. It's, it's yeah. not, it doesn't work for me. And she said to me, if you're leaving, I'm leaving. And she left. Well, because you had a real... You have a real yeah. relationship. And she right? was like, yeah. if something's up and you yeah. think something's up, I'm leaving too. You're right, right, um, right. And the majority of people that I really cared about um, and I felt had real connections with have left. Oh, see, yeah, and that's a beautiful we've thing. reconnected. Uh, I'm so sorry I blocked you. I said, it's fine. Don't even worry about it. Okay, you're out of the cult now too. We're good. We're on the same page. Like, yep. I'm like, all right, here we go. So it's totally fine. Um, and I've even said that to the, I say that all the time. Like if you are in and you were someone that blocked me and you were someone that was like, she's a hater. That's fine. If you yeah. leave and you want to reconnect, reconnect. Like I have yeah. no issues. Yeah. Right. You're no not, holding, at all. not holding grudges. No. So since then, since you've left, you've, uh, you, you, you have, you, you, first of all, let's tell people about this documentary because it, it was, uh, amazing. It, it premiered on Amazon prime and became number one within 48 hours. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, Thank you. And that was while being fair gamed. Just so you know. Right. Right. So. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, thank you for using our term. Uh, yes, you were. You were being fair gamed. And uh, I, I hope that you guys could see the, uh, Rent this because it's a, uh, is, is it Rent, Mike? Is it, it's not well, rent. you just have to. Just have to sign on for Amazon Prime. It's on yeah. There. If you have Prime, um, I think you could probably rent it if you don't have Prime. But you can also do the free Prime trial. I think. Okay, good. Yeah, I know. I'm like, what? Like, what? Free Prime trial and the. I guess. don't know. Uh, please. Ah. No, no. I'm saying like I. I was like <laughs> rent it like a video. Like you can. <laughs> they don't have Blockbuster anymore. They don't have Blockbuster no. anymore. You're no, thank no you Hollywood for either. That's a thing of the thing of the past. <laughs> but but this led to but this led to. Uh, you know, you speaking to uh, uh, people in this anti-cult movement and anti-MLM yeah. movements, and uh, I, I think it's amazing what you're doing. Do you have a Do you have a podcast now? That I you're- do. I have a podcast as well. It's called Life After MLM, uh, and we talk to the experts, the survivors, the victims, and uh, the advocates and activists in the community uh, to tell authentic, true stories of people's experiences in MLM. We talk to uh, 
experts about different culty things or the way that multi-level marketing is run. Like really like any question that you might have, like, but why we try to answer as many of those as possible. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. And what are you, what's your social media? What What are you on? This so I am uh, the real Roberta Blevins on Instagram. You can find me there. Um, okay. I also have an Instagram for the podcast, which is life after MLM podcast on Instagram. And if you are on TikTok, I am Berta like, whoa, W-H-O-A. Um, we have fun over there. We do a lot of education. Um, basically, what we're doing is we're ending the stigma of failure in an industry that is literally designed for you to fail. Because in multi-level marketing, statistically, 99.7% of people will lose money. Right. Gambling is only 95. <laughs> and actually, illegal pyramid schemes, like the ones the government actually shuts down, that's a 90.7 loss rate. So you actually have a better chance of being in an illegal pyramid scheme than gambling and multi-level marketing. Bernie Madoff's a better bet than, than <laughs> right. uh, a Ponzi scheme. Lula, or Herbalife. Yeah, wow. it's, it's really wild. Um, and, you know, MLM's core competency is deception. So right. you, you're not going to get an MLM without the cult aspect because you need that indoctrination. You need that hardcore belief. You need that, like, this is my life. This is my everything. I'm going to do every because I have to tell everybody about this incredible opportunity that's changed my life. Right. Most people, though, you find because 99.7% lose, most people are living a very fake, inauthentic life to recruit people. Right. What do you say to people, though, who are, you know, maybe less culty uh, mm-hmm. type uh, <laughs> who who <laughs> who have made a living uh, living, who do believe in the products that they're selling, who you know, and I think this is the problem, Mike, right? When, you, when you're trying to tell somebody you didn't have the gains, you actually believe right. that you've gained. You know, you're, you know, in Scientology, they're teaching you that you have spirits in your body that are causing you cancer. And, you know, you, you are convinced that, that, you know, without Scientology, you can't stay off drugs. I mean, like, how do you, you can't dispute what people are, brainwashing themselves into believing, but also if they went from making no money to making money and they're not living, let's say this particular life, what do you say to those people who say I've done well and I believe in the products that I'm selling? They're the, they're the 0.03%. Yeah. Right. They're the 0.03% and they know exactly they're what the they're They're the tiny, <laughs> tiny minority yeah. of people that actually do make money out of these things and and they know that they are the tiny minority and they're sociopathic enough to continue to do that knowing that everybody else is suffering for their gain right yes absolutely (laughs) this is a this is a uh you know, you always find at the top of these organizations sociopaths mm-hmm. who have absolutely no conscience, which is really the definition of a sociopath. They have no conscience. They are willing to have people destroy their lives and just carry on happily like, we're doing fine. Right. What do I need to bother about those people for? Right. And those are the ones who stay. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that stay. They are the ones who who remain in these organizations, usually the ones at the top, and they are making money. Yes. They're making money. Lots. 
by taking yeah. it from other people. Yeah. We say that, that the top makes it off the backs of the 99% below them. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's insidious and it's protected by the government. It's bipartisan. It's just like, you know, big pharma, big tobacco, military industrial complex, Hollywood, like everything. It's all, it's all there. They have offices on K street. They have a caucus and a lobby that fights for them. They have their fingers in so many pies to allow this scam, which is very obviously a scam. If you look at it uh, by the numbers uh, and really do break it down, they're all scams, every single one of them. And they have a lot of money in lobbying to keep them legal. Right. And, and now this company is still in existence, right? It was Uber is still in existence. Yeah, absolutely. And um, they, uh, <laughs> I got sent a screenshot when Lula Rich came out um, from my former upline. <laughs> it was, my former upline didn't send it. Someone else sent it to me, but it was my former upline. And um, it was a screenshot of somebody being like, why is this documentary out? Like, what is happening? Why is this happening? And um, my, uh, my former upline <laughs> responded and said, it's my former downline, Roberta Blevins' fault. <laughs> I was like, right. You're like, thank you. Yay. You're living rent free in your head. <laughs> hey, hey. So, um, yeah, you know, and here's the funny thing is like, I don't really even go after LuLaRoe that much because I am an anti-MLM advocate and I speak to the victims of all MLM companies, not just LuLaRoe. Right. Um, but because I have a lot of experience with LuLaRoe, it always circles back. Of course. Um, and doing Lula Rich was incredible. I was really excited to do it and, and so happy to share that story and to, and to help shared the stories of others, yes, which was yes. the entire point of my podcast. Originally, I was doing like Facebook lives and talking to LuLaRoe survivors and asking questions, like hard questions to make people go, wait a second. Yeah, actually, maybe. And I loved it. And so when when the pandemic hit and I, my salon was closed, I thought, what the heck am I going to do with my time? And um, I had just finished working with the attorney general to to take down LuLaRoe. We we successfully got them to settle for $4.75 million. Um, and a restitution fund for the people in Washington that had been victims. And I had been very involved in that case as not only someone who was helping the investigation, but I had evidence. I was gathering evidence and gathering witnesses. And I also um, did a deposition and was um, an expert and a victim to, sure. to speak out to them. So once that was over and I was like, well, now what am I going to do with myself? I thought, you know what? I really miss talking to victims and explaining helping. to people yes. why. Yes. Yes. Because that's always the question. What? Right. Like, yeah. why? Leah, you're so smart and beautiful. Why? Right. Mike, right. you're so funny and, and creative. Why? Like, right. yeah. because I was vulnerable because right. I needed something that I didn't have. And this organization came to me and said, I can give you everything you need. All you got to do is sign on this dotted line. You have a pulse, a social security and a credit card, right? Yeah. Right, 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 right. You're good. Right. You're perfect for this. Right. Yes. You get messages on Instagram, Facebook that are like, I saw your feed, babe. You're so beautiful. You would be perfect for what I do. I'm like, you don't even know who I am. You have no idea what I would be good at. And you're going to tell me I'd be perfect for what you do. That's a scam. You're recruiting. That's the whole, the whole cornerstone of a pyramid scheme is recruiting. Right. But you also right. believe them and you want to believe them. Right. You know, that's the thing. It's, it's what's giving you what you feel didn't know you wanted or needed. Right. Until it right. happened. And Absolutely. so that's why it's so alluring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah, so breaking down those vulnerabilities for sure. Yes. yes. I, I just want to say something else um, because you sort of alluded to this. There are MLMs whose product is not bad. Yes. Of course. In other words, you know, like moldy leggings are yes. not a good product. Right. But 
you know, Herbalife's, uh, you know, protein shake thingies mm-hmm. are not bad. Right. And Amway's uh, cleaning products are not bad. Mm-hmm. What is bad is the system through which they are sold, right. which requires people buying shit underneath you that they can never unload. Right. Like the money is made by the people who purchase the product for resale. Yes. You're the true customer. Right, 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 right. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. And, right. and I just want to, to like, it's not that MLMs are bad because everything they sell is bad. MLMs are bad because of the structure Absolutely. under which they sell. And that's what makes them into cults. Right. And so cult-like, because in order to make that work, you have to convince people that this is this is the wave of the future. This is the way that you're going to make it and have this incredible peer pressure and love bombing and all this. Uh, and that's what's consistent among the MLMs. Their products yeah. are all, all over the place. Some yeah. of them are shit. Some of them are fine. But yeah. it's the system that is wrong. and. People have figured out how to take different things and sort of plug them into the MLM model and abuse people with that. Absolutely. There are actually like legitimate companies like brick and mortar companies that have MLM legs Mm -hmm. or companies that will have an MLM leg and then like a retail product under a different name, but it's owned by the same person. And the retail product is usually at least 60% cheaper than the MLM version. Right, right, right. So it's like, why am I spending 60% more and joining a cult and having like fucked up time to get these nail stickers when I can get them at Walmart for five bucks? Like, what am I doing? Right, right, right. Right. Understood. Right. And, And to Mike's point, there are amazing products. That's why people join, right? If you could get, and here's an example, because new skin, there's the Lumi Spa, right? If you could get the Lumi Spa without joining New Skin, people would, but you can't. Right. So it's like I have to join. No, well, you don't have to join, right? You don't. Right. You don't but have if I to. wanted, I have to. I have to do it. I have to. And it's like, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So yes. to me, but if that if that thing was so amazing, why can't I get it at Target right. or Neiman Marcus or Sephora? Yeah, make it available. Right. Why, so why, amazing. Why is it not available to everybody? Like why? If Scientology is so amazing and you have the technology to solve all the ills of this planet, that's what they claim. They have the technology to save every man, woman, and child on this planet. Give it to the fucking government. I mean, tell them what the fuck they're doing wrong. You are the leaders of communication. Teach at fucking Harvard or every school in America to teach kids how to fucking communicate. Right? (laughs) You can solve every marriage. Get your technology into every real church for free. Let their priests, let the, let, right? Let, let the pastors, let the, the rabbis use your amazing technology to save marriages within their congregation. Yeah. But to for millions and millions of dollars, we will only release the secrets of the world <laughs> to those who could afford it. Right. Only to them. 
Only to the true believers. Mike, I think you said this before. Like, why don't they just make it available? Like you can get, right. you have, you have a 99.9% success rate or 97.8 that they tout on their front group, uh, 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 Narcanon. Narcanon. Uh, why don't you have a government contract? <laughs> right. If it's oh, so forget great, the government contract. Why don't you spend some of your three billion dollars and just open up free centers? That's like what I was you about could to open say. one. Yes, you <laughs> could open one in downtown Los Angeles tomorrow, right? And flow a thousand people through it and have the greatest, the greatest PR in the world for if, free. It worked for free. <laughs> right? People will be running free. around. Saying the pe- the nice people of the Church of Scientology did something church like, and they actually help people for free. Weird, <laughs> right? People would be lined up. That right? that doesn't Absolutely. enter into the equation. If they could open up a church yeah. mm-hmm. and put it up in one in every city, and you could yeah. just go in for a service because, like, you just wanted to need a quick service. They don't, they don't have that. Well, they don't know. You got to have the courses and church. the books and the yes. auditing and all the things and tell because us all your secrets what? so we can use them against you. It doesn't work. That's why they can't do it. That's why they can't do it. Yeah. They can't really successfully get anybody off of drugs. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, let's not talk about ourselves. It's so funny, though, because as I as I educate about multi-level marketing and the cult tactics of things and like these weird little things, everyone always says. It's just like Scientology. I'm like, I know, that, right? Make that connection. I know, I know right? It <laughs> happens all the time. They're like, that's yeah. like Scientology. That's so crazy. They did that. I'm like, yes, they right. did. Well, then we've done something right, Mike. Yeah. Yes. And so that was the thing, right? Like, yeah. um, I just knew that there wasn't a Leah Remini in multi-level marketing speaking out. And I'm going to tell you something that's embarrassing, but I think you're going to laugh and I think you're going to think I'm adorable. Oh. I made a T-shirt. I thought that. I thought that from the moment I saw your face. I made a T-shirt immediately after leaving Lularoe when I was processing through all of my cult trauma that said, Leah Remini is my spirit animal. Oh. And I wore that shirt as much as I possibly it's probably around here somewhere. I'll have to find it. And, and please send you a take message, a picture. But- <laughs> Can you please take? I love oh, that is so I wore I'm it. So flattered. And it was like, people were like, yes. And I was like, mm-hmm. Yep. Leah Remini is my spirit animal. Like every single thing, like I would think like, what would Leah do? Like, Aww. would Leah speak out? Yes, she would. Would Leah be like, fuck this? Yes, she would. Um, and I just was like, I'm just going to embody you as much as I possibly can for as long as I can until someone listens. Right. Yeah. And it was in early 2018 that someone finally came to me and said, I want to listen. Will you talk to me? And we started doing all of these articles. And then I did a vice piece. It was a 30 minute mini documentary, which led to Lula rich, which led to me starting my podcast. And it just like every, every step along the way, it was like, what would Leah do? What would Leah do? What would Leah do? Where is the hole in the anti-MLM community? Why isn't anybody talking to the victims? Why isn't anybody telling them it's okay, that it's not their fault. If I had someone like you, when I left, it would have been a lot easier. And I thought about that a lot. And I was like, if no one else is going to do it, I think I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. If no one else is going to do it. And you know, the anti-MLM community is incredible. We've got activists who are fighting on the back end. We've got people who are constantly reporting to the FTC. 
and, and the government agencies and all of that stuff when we see these income claims and these health claims that are just astronomical. But there wasn't anybody really doing victim outreach. Yeah. And I just knew when I left that if I had somebody who actually gave a fuck and said to me, you are not alone. That I, I think I would have come to the realization I was in a cult a lot faster. And I think I would have come to the realization that like, this is a problem and we should be talking about it a lot faster. Yeah. But you know what? It, you only know what you know. Yeah. And so now I get to be that person for everybody else. And you are Roberta, right? Like now <laughs> yes. it's like, I'm going to get a t-shirt that says, what would Roberta do? Exactly. And you know what? <laughs> I, I, I just have to say, you know, we, 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 we meet people like that are doing things and, um, unfortunately they're far and few between. Right. But we, 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 that's what we try to, anybody who's been on our program, the aftermath, we consider brave. Anybody who takes Scientology to court, we consider heroes and brave courageous and uh you are no different uh the fact that you have uh done what you've done that that you did the documentary despite what was going to happen to you that there's still pain there's still fear and you're doing it despite the pain despite the fear you're helping so many people and um, you know we we say thank you to you for doing something like we say this all the time you don't got to be in the Scientology business Pick a fucking thing and make this planet a better place. I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. what it is. I don't. I don't know if it's clearing up. You know, cleaning up your own neighborhood, cleaning up your own street. You know, helping some cause that you're passionate about to make take your spot in the world to make it a better place. Do it in your schools. Do it in your communities. Do it with your friendships, with your families. You know, if they're homophobic, if they're racist, if they're prejudiced. You know, try to change. Just try to change people for the better. And you're doing it on a big scale, Roberta. You're taking on a big, it's not a little, it's not a little thing. It's not the little guy. Uh, You know, this is somebody who came after you hard. They have the money to do it. They can continue to try to come after you hard. And I got to just commend you for your work and for your heart. You're you're a beautiful, beautiful person. Thank you. And you're strong and vulnerable and strong. And... (laughs) I am. I am. And uh, God bless you. And you have our full support. Mike, you'll put up her uh, her her, um, oh, all, all her podcast. OK, good. <laughs> yeah. she send, if she sends me a picture of the T-shirt, I'll put that up. Yeah, too. I'll send you okay. a picture of me wearing it for sure. Yeah, uh, I, I find love it. it. I love it. And yeah. um, this has been and, a total pleasure, Roberta. Yes. I mean, it's a, incredible. Real, a real pleasure. It's, it's, it, this is literally a dream come true. Like, listen. It's For good real. to know. Listen, it's good to to meet people like you, Roberta, because it oftentimes you feel alone in doing this kind of work, right? We often talk to the same people over and over again about different things. Like we could go to Mark and Claire Headley for you know another two hundred episodes, right? Yep. You know, oh, why don't we talk about your forced abortion? Oh, why don't we talk about the beatings? Why don't we talk about the money that you guys took from people that, like, we could, ha- you know, what I'm saying. But what's sad is that it's always the same people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so it's, it, it's good to know that, you know, there's somebody else out there doing some good in the world, right? I'm not saying we talk to the same people, Mike, we don't, but I'm saying there's not a lot of new people yeah, coming yeah. out of the Sea Org, right. you know, who, who we can talk to because it's getting impossible to get to them. Yep. People mm-hmm. are leaving Scientology in droves and, and, and even the Sea Org, but they don't always want to speak. 
right? They want to get on with their lives and we help them and the Aftermath Foundation helps them to get a new life, but they're basically in the in the uh, protection program because they don't want to yep. talk about it, you know. <laughs> they, they just want to go on with their lives. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, so, it's so incredible and like the, the fact that like even the name fair game, right? Like yeah. I have adopted that term because Good. it's exactly what it is and I've brought it into the anti-MLM community. I said, Thank this you. is what Scientology calls it. This is what we're going to call it. And this right. is exactly what it is. The day that Lula Rich came out, my TikTok account, which had hundreds of followers, like, I'm sorry, hundreds of thousands of followers. Yeah. We were planning on going live. I was going to go live and we were going to do this whole thing. Everyone's really excited. The night, like the day that it came out, like two hours before it was released, my, my account was mass reported for bullying, <laughs> harassment, illegal goods and services, and child endangerment. Wow. And it was taken down for a week. Wow. And then the next day, my backup account, the same thing happened. So I wasn't even, I wasn't able to do that. Then there was a mass. So this was like all me trying to get us to number one. Sure. And this is what's happening. I was like, I can't use my two biggest accounts. That's great. Yay. Um, let's go to the next one. And <laughs> um, we had people coming and they were um, mass one starring the film on Amazon, on Rotten Tomatoes and on oh IMDb. God giving it one stars and leaving like, this is a stupid movie. That was a waste of time. Someone said that um, Roberta Blevins has been fighting this company longer than she was even in it. And I've digested Thai food longer than that or something ridiculous. Um, so I made an example of that person because they literally use their real name. <laughs> I made a TikTok right. video about it and said, this is the kind of person that's leaving these comments. Just right. so you know, right. he actually sells LuLaRoe. Right. Surprise. Weird. Right. Right. We found it. Um, so, you know, it, it happens all the time. We get we get the fair gaming. Um, it, we get our accounts taken down. We get our accounts banned, blocked, removed for the most ridiculous things. Oh, yeah. It happens. I mean, that's a thing. Social media, you know, they need they need to get their heads out of their asses and start knowing who's the real victim here. Absolutely. And start start being advocates for people who are doing the right thing here. There should be some sort of like if something's being mass reported, there should be like a flag like this is weird. You know, as opposed to just taking it down. Well, you're talking to uh, literally like maybe a 16 year old. I mean, that's part of the problem. I don't know who the fuck runs these counts, but they're they're little like they're they're complete idiots. Yeah, it's all the Huns. They're not happy that I'm speaking out uh, because when I tell people and educate people that multi-level marketing companies are actually pyramid schemes and cults. Mm -hmm. And here's the proof. And here's the numbers and here's the stats and here's all the victims that mm -hmm. I've spoken to that can also corroborate every claim I've made. Mm -hmm. It hurts their bottom line. Right. right. They right. can't recruit more people into their scam if I'm getting them first and saying, watch out, this is a scam. That's right. And I get emails in my inbox every day, messages every day. I almost got recruited for this. I almost got scammed. I was literally talking to this person when you came up on my FYP on, on TikTok. And that's why I'm so happy you're out there because, yeah. you know, like you said, people are losing their houses. You know, maybe $9,000, $10,000 isn't a lot to some people, but it could literally save somebody from being evicted or kicked out of their home. You know what I mean? These things, that it really does affect people's lives and these scams really should be... Uh, well, they're not. But anyway, thank you for the work that right? you're doing. So we know that we can't end them legally. So we have to end it with education exactly. and, 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 and listen, movement. we're doing the work, right? We're doing yeah. the work. No one new is running into Scientology. That's for shit sure. And nobody is running into, into this company either because of the work that you're doing. So Roberta, again, 
Thank you so much for all that you're Thank doing. You. Thank you for being brave. I'm so glad to know that there's people like you in the world who are willing to do this work. I mean, really, we're so freaking proud of you and your daughter should be proud of you and yes. your ex-husband should be proud of you yes. and your current <laughs> husband should be proud of you and your family should be proud of you. And I'm proud of you. Mike's they proud of you. And so everybody much. who's listening and please watch Thank the documentary, you, you guys and listen. Yes, to her. please and support, support her and the victims in any way that you can. Mike's going to put this all up on the on the blog and we'll put it up on our, our uh, fair game uh, website. So again, guys, thank you for listening and thank you again to Roberta and to all the victims that you're, that you're helping. And to those people who are helping you, thank you for doing the work and uh, until next time. Bye.